I am bringing you Leah Sandberg. She is the owner of Grace and Style, which is a makeup and hairstyling business. And she also owns Dotty and Ez Cosmetics, which is an incredible brand online selling makeup to she describes as the mature woman. This conversation is all about how you can have an incredible career over in, as she says, three decades and the mindset and a few struggles that she has gone through and how she has pivoted and stayed in her business and self-employed as a solopreneur for so long. Leah is an incredible inspiration to many as she tells us all about what it's like to have a long career in one industry, but all the ups and ups and downs you can have along the way. I love talking with Leah. She is one of those people that light up the room when she smiles and she is such a beautiful person. I hope you really enjoy this episode. Let's get into it now. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, Leah. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Now, we met back in the, oh, last year at the Osmum retreat and it was such a beautiful retreat, but it was so nice to connect with you and hear your story. And I just knew I had to have you on the podcast. So, welcome and thank you for being here. Can we kick off and you tell me who you are, whereabouts in the beautiful Australia you're located and what your business is? Well, thank you so much, Liz, for having me on. It's very exciting to talk with you today. Uh, I am in the beautiful, balmy Brisbane, um, Queensland, and my business, well, I've got two businesses, so Grace and Style Hair and Makeup is my service business um, that I do uh, all sorts of any sort of hair and makeup required for weddings, formals, special occasion. Um, corporate uh, and uh, editorial, all sorts. It's incredible, actually, the variety of uh, jobs that come from being a makeup artist. And Dotty and Ez Cosmetics is my more recent addition to my uh, business. And that's a beautiful, mostly Australian-made product range, uh, makeup range. And it's named after my grandmother's. Uh, Dotty and Ez, a lot of people go, what? <laughs> Dotty? <laughs> uh, so Do- Dorothy and Esme were my beautiful grandmothers, so in honour of them. Wow, oh, that's a beautiful story. And how long have you been in business for? Well, I actually started my service uh, makeup artist work as an 18-year-old, very enthusiastic wow. 18-year-old. So I'm just trying to do the sums because I'm now 52. <laughs> Uh, so, long time. Yeah, yeah. So, you would have seen lots of peaks and troughs in your business and just totally different evolutions over time. 
Can you talk me through some of the highs and lows you've had throughout that time? Well, yeah, I've just seen um, with each decade <laughs> changes um, in, in makeup is incredible, actually, in fashion. Uh, it's been lots of fun. But I've seen, I guess, the the peaks and troughs, the, the troughs are often in being able to manoeuvre the business through those decades and the changes of technology uh, and uh, even makeup products. Um, because I started in uh, the makeup industry when it was very much, um, you know, there was no internet or there probably, I'm not sure when the internet came in, but I certainly wasn't part of it at that stage. Uh, so, you know, it was very much referral-based. Uh, you did a job and, you know, you then it was word of mouth was the biggest um, way of doing business and advertising. So magazine advertising was probably the main things and we would have done some um, beauty expos, wedding expos, that type of thing. So then uh, transitioning as the internet um, took hold and the way that we could build a website and I guess that pivoting then of changing the way you've done things for a really long time into learning new technologies and and it was, you know, it was pretty full-on times, um, as, which has been positive, you know, that there's a lot of positives in that. Uh, so that's probably, and, you know, I feel very blessed that I've been able to do something I love so much for so long and that I, I guess since school just absolutely Loved doing makeup, loved fashion. I was either going to be a fashion designer or a makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure many people are glad that you chose makeup artistry because you're absolutely amazing at it. I, I witnessed it firsthand. <laughs> um, so tell me about your business structure. Is it Have you always just been a solopreneur or have you had people working for you or how has that happened over the years? I have been a solopreneur and worked with uh, other um more in the subcontractor, I've not actually been in this. Uh, I've not actually employed other makeup artists, but usually have worked with uh, um, subcontractors and other freelance makeup artists. And I did also have quite a significant business with Grace Cosmetics, and I worked uh, for a very long time doing party plan as well, which sort of complemented. I worked a lot with skincare and did facials. Uh, and built a business with other um, independent distributors. So that some of those became makeup artists and worked with alongside me as well. And we would do things like wedding expos together and share the cost of promoting. But for the most part, in that, I've been as a sole trader. Which is so fantastic in itself, just to be have that whole lifelong business you know some people give up after two years so to be still going strong after this time has just it's incredible um so along the way have you found any uh major obstacles that you've come across and you know I know COVID is massive at the moment but perhaps is there anything before that that you felt that you have really had to pivot and change your business or the way that you've structured or the way that you've done business as such um, along the way or if that hasn't occurred how about COVID talk me through <laughs> your latest experience well certainly the last two years has been an immense challenge um, thinking back it's funny because so much I guess um, 
you know, you talk, we're talking more than three decades that I've done this, so that obviously there will have been a lot of challenges in there. But I am the sort of person who just, I kind of just get on with it. Like if there's an obstacle, okay, we deal with that at the time and then move on to the next thing. Um, probably probably one of, one of my biggest hurdles over the time has actually probably been health challenges. Because when you're in a solopreneur business, especially like what I'm doing when you're booking weddings, for instance, like, you know, anything from three, six, 12 months ahead, you're assuming that all is going to be well in that time. And although I've not been a sickly person, I've had a few issues where I've needed surgeries. I had a detached retina. Um, I had a tumour on my saliva gland. I've had these really weird things. Uh, that would take me out for, you know, a week or two, three. <laughs> I think I was always meant to be longer recuperating than what I actually did. And I remember um, having, um, getting the diagnosis for my detachment. I've got a um, degenerative condition with my eyes. And I was about 39, I think, and the doctor said, um, oh, well, we need to get you in for surgery. And all I could think of was, but I've got brides next week. <laughs> yes, yes. I and you know I've always had this very, um, um, very strong work ethic and and connection that I never want to let anybody down. And whether that's you know <laughs> a fault or a or a positive, um, I did often put other people's needs you know ahead of my own. Anyway, I said, just can you patch me up for a month and I can you know so I can commit, <laughs> do these commitments and um, and then you can do the surgery and I can take the time off. So so we did that. So those sort of little things, I guess, that's, that's pretty big challenges at the time that you've got to manoeuvre and, you know, lots of people have that. Um, having children, you know, going from being a, a you know, um, a, woman, a woman with no kids working um, to then having children, that's always an incredible not that it's an obstacle, but, you know, it does have challenges with being able to take time off work and how much time when you're, again, working for yourself, we don't tend to allow ourselves what if you worked for someone, we don't say, oh, I'm going to take six months maternity leave because realistically, you know, we can't afford to do that when, you're, when you've got no one paying you maternity yeah. leave or what. So, um, you know, does that answer? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just sitting here thinking of all the times that I remember photographing a wedding with um, I tore the ligaments in my foot the day before and I had to photograph a wedding and, and it was in uh, where we live and it's on a massive hill. I remember hobbling up the hill and I said to um, the doctor said, make sure you wear a brace. And I was like, I can't. I don't want them to know that I'm injured. Like, <laughs> And I remember getting home and my foot was so incredibly swollen and I remember thinking, oh, that was so dumb, like you could have done permanent damage to your foot. But mm -hmm. it, as a solopreneur, that's what we do. We just get on with it and we get up and we keep going and we just make the best sometimes to our own detriment. But, um, yeah, it's yeah. incredible how we can do that and how we can change mm -hmm. and, you know, take it, take it on the chin and keep going. So I love that. And how do you feel about, because um, mindset is definitely something that I feel like as a as an entrepreneur, we have to have good mindset. So how do you how do you stay in that positive mindset? How do you keep 
soldiering on? Do you have anything, like any practices that you do or is it just the way that you are? Like how do you, if you're feeling in a bit of a slump, how do you get yourself out of it? I think um, I think overall I would say I'm a positive person. Uh, I know, think that's why we were attracted. <laughs> <laughs> you and I smile a lot. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I do think that that naturally puts out uh, positive vibes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean to say that we're not always in our, that we don't still have our anxieties and, and uh, get into our head too much. I think um, it's an interesting one because probably the greatest question that I ask myself if I'm, like right at the moment, for instance, COVID is huge and I honestly at the beginning thought this is the end of my business. Um because who knew what was to come? You know, we were all shut down and literally I, we had about five months that we couldn't work because yeah. you either weren't allowed to or there was no um, events happening. Yeah. So the um, the challenges with with that is now I, I guess I the question I say to myself is what's next? Yeah. And if I've got nothing else to give myself, <laughs> I just go, okay, what's next? What's next? I just keep asking that question because something I've learned is when you, if you just pop stuff out to the universe um, or God or, what you know, whatever your faith is, um, you do get answers back. Yeah. That's been my experience anyway. So, you know, if I haven't got it coming to me straight away, I'm just like, okay, what's next? What am I meant to be doing next? And that's been interesting to sort of have different ideas pop up. I guess it's like just opening the channels instead of thinking, oh, I should know all the, you know, have all the answers and why. We are, women particularly, I think we compare ourselves a lot. And I have been (laughs) a little guilty of, watching a lot of other um, industry people in my industry but also in other business and entrepreneurs. And it's like, well, why haven't I done that? Why aren't I that successful? And I have actually had to recognise for myself, uh, and I think I've gone right off track on your question, but um, recognising that actually the fact that I've been in business for as long as I have and consistently brought in income week after week after week uh, as a solopreneur is actually a pretty big achievement. Bloody oath it is. It doesn't really matter what the end amount that you make each week or each month or yearly, whatever. That's actually, now I realise it's not all that's relevant. It's actually relevant the fact that you can keep going, you keep pick yourself up, we work on what's next next week. <laughs> yes, yes, that sustainability. Like I find it really interesting um, and I think it's because we have social media now and, I mean, I'm like 15 years into being in business for myself and at the start I always say I was so much better when I didn't know how bad I was. And that's the saying that I've always had. And it was, and it was literally because I was a bit like you. I started my business where there was no social media. Um, I literally did not join Instagram until 2018 or 19, like uh, yeah, 2018 when I launched my product business, my e-commerce store. So before that, I actually didn't know how bad I was. And then when I first started my photography business and my studio and stuff, I, I was always like, oh, yeah, I'm fantastic. Oh, yeah, come to me. I'm great. Da, 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 da. And it wasn't until like 
I got onto social media that I was like, oh, there's some amazing photographers out there. Like, wow, my photos. And then I did that whole comparison thing and I went down the rabbit hole of they're so much better than me. And I find that as small business owners, these people, they just launch and they seem like overnight they're successful and they have a viral TikTok and they have a million followers. And all of a sudden we've just got this whole like, oh my God, how did they make $200,000 in one launch? What am I doing wrong? But then when we stop and we appreciate, hang on, We've been going a long time. We've been putting food on our tables. We have fed our kids. We have clothed our kids with our own businesses for so long. I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. And when you actually reflect over the long term, we have been very successful and we have maintained a business and we have kept going when people say the average is, you know, it's a massive percentage of how many fail in the first three or five years. Mm. So true. But yet we see these people and they're like instant successes, but have they got that longevity and can they stick it out for, you know, a career term? Mm. So I guess that's another question I wanted to have with you because, um, you know, I'm one of these people, I'm, you know, I chop and change. I love new things. I'm shiny object girl all the time. But for you to be in the same industry for so long, what has kept you there? What has kept you motivated and um, interested, I guess. And uh, how does that look for such a long career? That's actually a really good question, Liz, because I did, I went recently for a, um, like I was testing out some new products that I wanted to put in my kit. And they, um, this particular company had some reps doing, uh, you know, you pay $50, they put all the product on your face and you, you buy stuff. So, and telling these makeup artists, these young makeup artists, oh, I've actually been in the industry 30 years. They're like, wow. I think, I don't know whether it was, oh my God, she's really old. (laughs) (laughs) Because you actually do not look over 30 at all. (laughs) It's, um, then it was like, oh, most people are like, you know, you're lucky to get five years. (laughs) It is. And, and I guess, I am really passionate about what makeup does for women. I've always had such an incredible um, sense of uh, fulfilment when a woman looks in the mirror after I've done them up. It really is, you know, that transformation. And and some and I've had the most beautiful, like tear jerking um, thank yous from clients. um, You know, just saying how they felt like. They've never seen themselves as being beautiful before and, you know, they looked in the mirror and they felt like I had given that to them. You know, you know that that is special. No mummy can, you know, it's incredible. So I think that it, it fills my creative space as something that I, I'm very creative. I love what that each person is a little bit different. You know, no two people look the same. So it's a bit like painting in so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you've got this beautiful canvas to work on someone. Um, and it, I think it really mostly is about that fulfillment uh, of what I can give to women. And even men, like I've done men for corporate shoots, for instance. I remember a fellow that I was doing a superannuation company, it was. And men, I don't put a lot of makeup on, but, you know, I, I've learned that just simple things like concealer under the eyes and some mineral powder to blend and tone the redness. 
really makes a big difference. And I had one gentleman who wasn't that old, but he looked in the mirror and he went, oh, my God, I look 35. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe he was 45 or something. But, you know, it was just even he appreciated what what it had done for him. And he was like, oh, I'm not taking it off. I'm going to go home like this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you know that's it's pretty neat um thing to be able to give people so i think that and i have to say i guess the business model of being a freelance worker when you have children so then by the time you know i had the ability actually when my because my husband's swedish we met um we met i was 23 and uh he was had to move countries to come here, right? So when we first got married, I was supporting us. So that's a pretty big, it's not funny, you start looking back and go, yeah, that was pretty big hurdles and challenges. Yeah, and you're like, that's cool, I did that. That's, yeah, I did that. So for uh, I guess the first eight months that of our marriage, um, he came with some savings, but, you know, you eat into that quickly. Um, we, I supported us for the first sort of eight months while he was studying to change industries. And, um, you know, that's pretty big to be able to set your goals and then work towards, you know, income that you want to achieve, which is you don't get that in a job because you've got your set income. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty huge to be able to do that, especially back when literally you're hitting the pavement, <laughs> finding yeah. photographers to say, you know, can I come work with you? Can I do a free job to get, you know, to get um, some work, show you what I can do, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and I forget where I was going. Well, what was that? <laughs> I forget what your question was then. Oh, what, what's kept me in the industry? Yeah. So, yeah, so just all of those, you know, the ability to be able to just keep working for myself, I've just always loved that. My parents were um, had their own business businesses. Um, and, that, and then when I had children, the ability to be able to kind of work around, I could, you know, work weekends when hubby was at home or, you know, work around when the kids were at school. Uh, you know, it was definitely... Um, a benefit of sticking in the industry. Yeah, it's so good, and I feel like um, a lot of a lot of focus these days, especially. I don't know if it's just the people I follow on Facebook and Instagram, but a lot of it is financial gain. But they don't. It's you know, to me, I always say to people, "What what does success look like for you?" And you just describe perfectly what success looks like for you. It's just that flexibility and being able to work for yourself and do something that you're super passionate about. Um, You know, the money is about providing for your family and living a life that you love. It's not not about chasing down the million-dollar dream. It's about, you know, being real and doing something that you're passionate about but being flexible with your life and being able to Mm. do whatever you want whenever you want. Like that to me is the ultimate for entrepreneurship, 100%. So in saying that, what would you give some advice to someone because it's just such a you know you've been in the game for so long if somebody if they're feeling like they're just not sure which direction to go or they're feeling a bit stuck in their business at the moment what would you say to somebody who's just feeling a little bit I guess especially after two years of crazy all over the shop Mm. what would you say to someone who said to you I'm feeling in a bit of a funk my business is just not where I want it to be what what would be your your best tips for somebody? Hmm. I have definitely just actually been through 
this a bit myself recently and we talked about um, the just the changes and I think the this year has actually been the hardest for me other than, you know, when we had the lockdown, uh, we, we had financial support from the government. Yes. At the moment, that's not really easily available. And when we came back from um, being able to then work, it was interesting. Everyone was like coming out of hibernation. So suddenly, I have to say at that point, business actually became bigger than it was the year before for me. And we actually had a really, even though it had really challenging times with the border closures and international travel, like, sorry, not international, um, you know, across the border travel not happening. So we had a lot of reschedules of weddings, for instance. I can see how this year has become a much bigger challenge because the uncertainty is just like we don't actually have an end to this and who knows, you know, it's really a lot of upheaval. And um, I shared before about my challenges with my health and I've had um, a lot of other things with um, menopause and back problems and all sorts of things in the last year that I've been trying to manage with the increase in business. So I did take a dive with my mental health in the last, you know, probably the last month just thinking what is for me next because I can't do business the way I have been doing business and I definitely need to, my body's telling me that standing on my feet for 12, 10 and 12 hours a day is not productive anymore. (laughs) So for anyone that might be going through that, you know, you certainly hit those lulls and have to question what's next. I used that question that I mentioned earlier, the what's next. Um, but I also kind of allowed myself, I guess, to go through a bit of a wallow. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm not sure there was some trigger. There was a trigger for me. I think it was actually just going onto YouTube. Something popped up in my feed for um, a speaker, Mel Robbins, um, her name is, and there was this little video about her five-second yeah. um, um Invention five second habits. Yeah, yeah. Five second habit. Five high five. Yeah. Um, so I watched that for 10 minutes of one of those videos and I just went, oh my it, and it was just something, and I think it's all about timing. Yeah. We, you know, you're allowed to wallow for a little bit, but at some point you have to say, okay, I'm I'm I need to do something now. <laughs> Either I need, you know, just I have to get out of bed or you know, I need to make some money, whatever it might be. The kids are saying they, they want your attention. Um so just watching a snippet of hers and then thinking, okay, I'm gonna try that. And it's actually been interesting how quickly even just that um shifted my brain. Mm-hmm. And just even in the last, and it's not miraculous in that, you know, suddenly then like everything clicked into part, into place, but it it got me with the questioning, okay, what's next? What am I meant to do next? Yeah. Um, so suddenly I've had a few opportunities because um, I've lo- always loved speaking and training. That's always been a passion as well. Um, and so next week I'm speaking um, on a panel uh, for an international branding conference with one of my clients who asked, would I be part of a QA, and a which is such an amazing privilege. And, um, you know, then another uh, training gig 
with the Queensland, um, the Professional Photographers Association of Queensland. So doing some training for them. So, and I did a Zoom session with some friends to practice, you know, doing a makeup class. And I thought, and suddenly it was like, okay, this could click in that there's some other opportunities that's not me physically. Um, but I've had this in my mind that I'm going to do this for like all year. I'm like, I really need to do online classes. Yeah. I really need to do online classes. Yeah. <laughs> Teach actually me too. But never actually took the steps to actually start thinking how I could implement that. So it was just like one thing at a time. I recognised that I just have to change one thing each day and do that a little bit better than I did the day before to change, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge, for a lot of us, making big changes all at once. We crash in a heap because it's just all too much. So, you know, just, I guess, out of, out of that <laughs> long, long answer, um, just work on one new thing that you do better. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm doing it with diet as well. So it's, you know, yeah, one new thing each day to improve. Yeah, I love that so much because it's so true. You just only need to take little tiny steps. I think, you know, what do they say? One bite to eat an elephant or something like that. <laughs> One, two at a time. Yeah, yeah, one, two, you know, a bite at a time to eat an elephant or something silly like that. I can never remember it, but it's so true. It's just about taking little steps each day in the right direction. Um, And then, yeah, you get that momentum happening and and realising that that's how we move forward and that's how we keep going. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you are headed for a new direction. Like it's exciting that. And that you have opened up to the universe again and said, "What? What's next?" And then, what's next? Yeah, and I really have been mulling for like two years on. Oh, even before alone. that, probably three years. I've, my body's been saying, "Leah, you really can't do how physical you are," because it's amazing how physical work makeup is. You actually don't think yeah. that it is, but standing on your feet for long hours, carting lots of heavy gear, and in and out of hotels, and you know, just changing things up. Yes. Um, takes time in your head space to get um, enough, I guess, to open yourself up enough to allow the answers and the direction and the opportunities to come. Yes, yes. And I also feel like we live, especially in the last two years, we live in fear. We've been living in fear of if we don't take what's available to us now, so if a job comes up, we have to take it. We have to jump on it because what if we don't get another one? And we always we're living in that like what if kind of feeling. So we have to let go. And this is I talk to this a lot with my one-on-one clients, is you have to be a you have to take the risk and you have to be not afraid to let go of what you've been doing. Because once you let go and you say no to the stuff that's no longer serving you, all of a sudden this new abundance comes in. It's like if you don't make the space in what you've been doing, you cannot let the new stuff come in. So we hang on so long. Like as I transitioned from my photography business to then doing this um, online business coaching, I desperately wanted to become an online business coach and help these women and do all this stuff. But I was still taking on the client, the photography jobs. I'll just do one. Oh, yeah, I'll just do one or two. (laughs) Next thing I know, there's three hours gone with that photography client when I could have spent that time with marketing to someone new and building a new course and building a new program. But we we were so afraid for the last two years, and I've seen this across the board with every industry, 
we were so afraid to say no to any work because exactly. what if that was the last job we would ever get? <laughs> you know. But I feel like I'm excited for this year because I feel like a lot of people have had this epiphany. Like if mm, it's okay, things are going to get back to normal eventually or it's going to be a new normal. And yep. if we let go of the stuff that's not serving us, we are going to create space for a new abundance and we're going to be able to really allow ourselves to grow and thrive and and move forward. And I'm all for putting it out to the universe and going, yep, I'm open now. Okay. I finally let go of that other stuff. I'm ready. And so tr- yeah. That's so true, Liz. As soon yeah. as that happens, you're like, oh, oh, that's been waiting there. Like, uh-huh. And it, it is all about letting go. And like recently um, also part of that I think is um, accepting and realising your value and in that and charging for that. So oh, that was another. That's um, a whole other podcast. I'm talk about that. <laughs> I might have to get you back on about charging your value. That's a whole other podcast in itself, isn't it? Like yeah, It certainly is. A hundred percent. And yeah, definitely charging what you're worth is massive. Yeah. yeah. And that was a bit of a shift in our business too, um, uh, in my business with just coming to terms with quoting and going, it's okay if they don't book because there will be someone that's prepared to pay it. Yes. And, and getting over that initial like <gasps> nervousness when you're about to press send on the email. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And also, I mean, even yesterday, I think I did an Instagram post about um, it, you don't actually get struck by lightning if somebody says no. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the ground doesn't open up and swallow you. It's like yep. this whole, you know, what is the worst thing that can happen if you send out what you're worth? Well, the worst thing that can happen is someone says no, but there will always be somebody that says yes, you know. Exactly. And if you say no to the wrong person or they say no to you, that wasn't supposed to be. But mm-hmm. if you take them on for the wrong price or the wrong service or whatever it is you're doing, you're not going to allow the opportunity and that open space for the right person to come in. And I'm exactly. such a huge believer in that. It's taken a long time, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a big... Um, because it also then allows you with the time from a client that said no to you to be able to fill that with other opportunities. And for me, that's been really important because I actually needed less work yes. to be able to have the time because it is really time-consuming to put together new business um, projects and, you know, the what you need to do on your website and setting up courses and all of that stuff is time-consuming. So, yes, yes, 100%. And that is like a whole course, like in my course that's coming, the Pivot to Success Boss Bootcamp, it is about decluttering your business, which gives you space to open up to the new things. Like that's the very first thing I do with my one-on-one clients is let's strip down your business to the basics. Like if you are... If you spend half an hour sending an invoice for a, for a $50 job when mm-hmm. you could have, you know, spent an hour on a premium client for a 1000 like, why? You know, what are you doing? You're wasting exactly. such value. And I hate to say it, 
but it is the $50 client that will take the, oh. <laughs> the most amount of time. Oh, yeah, they are hard, hard work. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Well, Leah, I am going to wrap this up now because this has been a amazing, fantastic conversation. I've loved having you here. Is there any other tips and tricks or advice that you could give anybody out there who really is looking for a three-decade career <laughs> and how they manage to stay so positive and happy, happy throughout your career and come out, you know, and you're even ready to pivot and change and transform again, which is, is so exciting. So anything you want to, any final words? Well, it sounds like they need to be doing your course, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking at that. If you've said that. <laughs> Oh, I think um, that's saying that if you find something that you love, if you do something you love, you'll never work another day in your life. Um, It's true, but at the same time, yes, you do work really hard. (laughs) (laughs) There is no free lunch. Um, But definitely, definitely, I think if you hate what you do and you're not passionate about it um, or feel some joy in going to work, then, then you really need to look at you know what it is about that and what it is that you do love to do and think about how you can make a business out of that because there there really is nothing like the joy of actually being joyful to go to work yeah (laughs) because we spend so much time in our lives at it and personal development I think is a critical watch some videos you know I've just been reminded of that just spending time in books and videos and yeah Filling yourself with positive uh, positivity. <laughs> perfect. And the perfect statement to end on. So thank you so, so much, Leah. I've loved having you thank here. You, and um, where, just remind me again where people can connect with you. If they are local to you, they can book in for an amazing service. And yes. um, you also have your online store. So just remind me again where they are. So uh, my website is www.graceandstyle.com.au. And uh, also Dottie and Ez, um, which on Instagram, um, where are we? Oh, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and my website, dottieandezcosmetics.com.au. And that's with an EZ, Dottie and Ez. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to put those in the show notes anyway, but that is oh, thank great. You. I can come over and connect with you. and. I know that you're such a beautiful, open person. If if someone is looking for it, you know, to get into your industry, I'm sure that they can reach oh, out. Absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Well, thank you so much, Leah. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much, Liz. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get this episodes out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. Thanks again.